Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, The Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is October 8th, 2018. The great detective stands in front of the drawing room fire, twirling the ends of his moustache as he ponders the case of the rising rates. He knows who committed the crime, but what to do about it. He surveys the four suspects arrayed in the sofas before him. Inflation, growth, the deficit, and the Fed. He clears his throat. Facts. I am a dealer in facts, not opinions, and we have two before us. The first fact is that interest rates have risen. Since the start of the year, the yield on a 10-year Treasury bond has climbed by 83 basis points. The second fact is that interest rates didn't just jump. They were pushed. So who did it? Let's start with inflation. Why does everyone blame me, says inflation? Because it's usually your fault, says the Fed. Look, it's not me this time, replies inflation. You saw wages last week, up to 2.8% year-over-year in September. They were up 2.7% year-over-year last December. That can't be enough to have pushed up yields by more than eight-tenths of a percent. And I have some readings coming out this week. CPI should be up just 2.4% year-over-year. And even that is because of higher energy prices, which you know won't last. And another thing. Answer me this. Since the start of the year, the yield in a 10-year tip has risen by 63 basis points. Now, I don't have any effect on tips, because you get paid whatever the real yield is, plus inflation. So more than three-quarters of the surge in rates couldn't be my fault. Simmer down, inflation, says the detective. I have simmered down. That's the point. I admit to being pretty volatile back in the 70s, but I haven't caused any problems in 30 years. You know at my core that I am stable. If you ask me, you should look at growth. The detective shifts his gaze. Well, what about at growth? You surged to 4.2% annualized in the second quarter. Aren't you to blame for rising rates? Growth looks unconcerned and replies in a steady voice. You need to understand that this surge is temporary. Yes, real GDP rose by 4.2% annualized in the second quarter, but that was because of big tax cuts. I may have cooled down to less than 3% annualized in the third quarter, and probably going to slip to 2% or less by the second half of next year. Even if it wasn't for the impact of rising rates and fading fiscal stimulus, I'm going to have to slow because we're out of workers. You saw the numbers. A 3.68% unemployment rate in September, the lowest since December of 1969. These are 10-year bonds we're talking about, and 10-year yields shouldn't be knocked skywards by one year of above-trend growth. But I'll tell you what is going to last for 10 years. Mr. Trillion Dollar Deficit over there, he's the culprit. Why doesn't anyone ever talk to him? The deficit tries to deflect attention. Well, for one thing, I'm not a trillion dollars yet. You'll see the numbers are coming out on Thursday, about $780 billion for the fiscal year that ended on September 30th. Now, I will admit that I'm going to come in at over a trillion dollars for the current fiscal year and for every year thereafter, but that's not my fault. Nobody seems to care that I'm growing anymore. Anyway, you can blame the deficit for increasing Treasury issuance by about $425 billion between fiscal 2017 and fiscal 2019. But what about the Fed? They'll be cutting their bond holdings by up to $600 billion this year, whereas they held them flat two years ago. And they've just raised the federal funds rate for the fourth time in a year. Isn't the Fed your obvious suspect? The Fed, suddenly looking defensive, tries to justify its behaviour. First of all, we have to make sure inflation doesn't get out of hand. 
A second growth is excessive, and we need to lean against fiscal stimulus. Third, while we appreciate that the deficit is growing, that is not our problem. The deficit is the responsibility of the administration and Congress. Look, we admit that we have had something to do with rising rates. But they have risen also because of rising inflation, surging growth and a growing deficit. In fact, we've all been very patient in tightening, given everything else that's been going on in this economy. The detective clears his throat again. The Fed is right. All of you have played a part in pushing rates higher. The question I've really been pondering is what to do about it. And that really revolves around the issue of whether, to any great extent, you are likely to do it again. Inflation, you have certainly risen a bit, and you could rise some more due to the follow-through effects of higher tariffs and higher oil prices. But really, I believe that higher tariffs and higher oil prices are likely are, are unlikely to last, and while they're around, they will tend to slow down the economy, so you're unlikely to get out of hand. Growth. I believe you when you say that the surge is temporary, and when you subside in 2019 and beyond, you should not be capable of pushing rates higher still. Now, the deficit is a problem. But it is the change in the deficit, rather than the deficit itself, that is inflationary, and barring another big tax cut or a big infrastructure bill, I think the deficit won't grow much more for at least a few years past the current fiscal year. And finally, the Fed. I expect you to raise the federal funds rate in December, in March, and in June of next year. But I think you'll pause at that point, and I doubt if you'll get going again. I know some of you over the Fed believe that you should push rates above the long-term mutual rate just to sow the economy back to trend growth. But I think that when we reach next June, you'll see growth slowing and inflation under control, and you are just too cautious to make the classic Fed mistake of over-tightening late in a cycle. So, in conclusion, I think it is important that investors are informed about what is responsible for rising rates. However, so long as they are appropriately positioned right now, I won't recommend that they adjust their portfolios too much in response. Ten-year yields may rise some more in coming months and maybe to as high as 350 or 375 by the spring. But barring some surprise, I don't see them moving much higher. And while that doesn't suggest an easy environment for bonds in the meantime, they will produce income in the long run and can protect their portfolios if one of these suspects or something else attacks the stock market. If and when that happens, and hopefully not for some time, I will return to open the case of the falling stocks. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your JP Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only, and as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. 
Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan, Chase & Company.